Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. You're with Michael Karianis and James Magnuson on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, the home of sport. We've got a new segment this morning, MC, and this mm. one revolves around you. We're calling it NRL Mad Minute. Okay. So I'm going to throw a statement out there, and MC has 60 seconds to give his thoughts. All right. And we want listeners to join in as well, particularly for tomorrow and Friday. Send in some statements around the NRL. MC will answer your questions, give you his thoughts. 60 seconds. Dan, you're going to hit a buzzer after 60 seconds. MC, you are then cut. Cut. No more. All right. Here's my first one. This will be Wayne Bennett's final year as a head coach in the NRL. Go. I disagree. I think Wayne Bennett, there will be a club that knocks on Wayne Bennett's door um, at some stage throughout the season and go, okay, we think we can win a premiership. The only thing that's missing is a coach. And I think there'll be at least one club for sure that rings up Wayne Bennett to gauge an interest to see um, where he's at. He's got a desire to be head coach still. Uh, he'll may get the Kiwis job. Um, or he's put his hand up to coach the Kiwis. Obviously, he's in his last year at the Dolphins, and that was part of the plan there, that when he put his hand up to, to coach the Dolphins, it was only going to be for two years before Christian Wolf got a job. But I think that at least one club will come knocking for um, Wayne Bennett. And, right. and why wouldn't you? You've beat the buzzer. No buzzer. Under a minute. Beautiful. Second statement. Off the back of Cameron Smith's eg exit from the Maroons, Michael Maguire will lead the Blues to a series win. I know you're desperate for it. Desperate. You, you are desperate for um, New South Wales to reclaim the shield and a bit of pride. I don't think, look, it's not going to correlate with Cameron Smith's exit. Um, you know, he was part of the coaching setup of the Brains Trust there is Billy Slater, led by Josh Hannay, who's probably an understated figure in, in, in that Queensland coaching setup. He's, he's, you know, the guy with head coaching experience as an interim at Cronulla and North Queensland. So his involvement is key. But Michael Maguire, what he needs, he needs a fit Tom Travojevic. He needs a fit Latrell Mitchell. He needs James Tedesco to you know, recapture that form that, that he's capable of. And then New South Wales needs to unearth some youngsters. Hamole Olakawatu. Um, Karen Kalamatongi got his taste last year, but these are some um, destructive players who I think on their day can challenge this Queensland side. But, you know, Nathan Cleary needs to dominate at origin level and we'll get to an opportunity to see if Michael Maguire has that magic Out of time. Shh. No more. I'm convinced, though. You got me. The West Tigers will win their third wooden spoon in a row. Ooh, I've predicted them to come last, the West Tigers. Yeah, but uh, you're a Dragons fan. <laughs> yeah, well, that, you know what? That's probably fair because they've probably got the two worst rosters. It, well, I think they both have the worst rosters. You think it, West Tigers roster is that bad? I don't think it's great because I think, you know, there's some... Who's going to be in the halves for the West Tigers? Well, I'm not sure, but can I throw some names at you? But Api Korosau, David Klemmer, Papali'i, John Bateman, mm, Dream Buller. I think, you know, you got Stefano. Um, but you look at the Dream Buller, outstanding. Korosau, outstanding. David Klemmer's nowhere near having the same impact that he once had. John Bateman's busted. Papali'i was well down last year. Stefano's got some massive upside to him. I think he's a really, really good player, but... When I ask you a question, who's going to be their halves, and you don't know, that's not a great sign for, for me to predict them to, to do anything this year. Okay. Beat the buzzer again. Next statement. The Panthers' run of premierships will come to an end in 2024. 
Oh, it's highly likely that it will, just based on probability. But no one would have thought they would have won two in a row. Real no maths one, guy. No, well, no one thought they would have won three in a row. But there's no doubt they can do it. Um, that Penrith side, despite the fact that they've, you know, they've lost Stephen Crichton, but they still find a way to to make it work. Spencer Lenu's gone, but they they still make it work. They've got Jerome Luai for another 12 months. But while they've got a, a, a team, and they will have for the next 12 months, and provided they're fit, of Dylan Edwards, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary, James Fisher Harris, Moses Leota. Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, how can you back against them? They're an outstanding footy side. Um, what they've been able to do, and I spoke with James Tedesco about this at the back end of last year regarding, you know, the Roosters after two years, or, or like when, they, when they won back-to-back premierships, they were gassed. He thinks it's a remarkable that this Penrith side have maintained a way to stay up. And, and the benefit, when you have these sides that go back-to-back, usually they're an aging side. These guys still have four, five, six years of high-quality football left in them. So they'll jag another premiership, I, I think, for sure in that time. Whether it's four in oh, a row, I'm not sure. Oh, oh yeah. just snuck in there. Okay. This is the last statement from me. Our listeners can text through 0457736736 if they've got some statements. Brad Arthur becomes the first NRL head coach sacked in 2024. Who's writing these? That's a bit harsh. Outrageous. On, on, on Brad, but I think Brad comes Can into Can I just the, preface that? It's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me either, but Brad does come under massive pressure heading into this year. Carianus at news.com.au. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Hey, he does come under the pressure this year off the back of a grand final two years ago, not making the eight last year. I think if Paramount don't make the eight, I can't see how Brad Arthur's the coach next year and, and this this goes back into my Wayne Bennett question if you're a Parramatta and, and you think you've got a good roster don't you ring Wayne if Brad Arthur's not your man a- anymore but uh, I think you know Brad Arthur's under significant pressure Jason Demetrio is under significant pressure they're probably the two in the hot seat for mine uh, depending on on how they start the year and then you know I don't th- you know, it'd have to take a calamity for someone like um, you know Cameron Serrato to, to turn out a favour at, at the Bulldogs but Todd Payton would be under a little bit of pressure as well if they don't make the top eight. But for mine, the ones under pressure, Brad Arthur and Jason Demetrio. Can I just ask you one question on Brad Arthur? This caught my attention. So Brad Arthur said he wants uh, an 80-minute hooker. Yeah. He does want to carry a hooker on the bench. He is notorious for leaving a player on his bench every match who gets zero game time, maybe max five minutes. Yeah. Why can you not carry another nine on your bench? I think the days of an 80-minute hooker are fading if not gone particularly when you see what queensland do australia do at, at an international and and representative yeah. level why could he not carry two nines well i just think the whole bench rotation at Parramatta has been strange for a long time shocking and, and, and it's something they just haven't nailed and that's the only part of his coaching i question because in terms of i don't know week to week he got them to a grand final he's had so many good players develop their game yeah. at Parramatta, but the bench rotation He's found a really good way of developing those bit players at other clubs into really good first graders at, at his club. But even like a, a Mitchell Moses and a Clint Gutherson mm. went to a new level under Brad Arthur's tuition. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he's, he's got to find a way to try and get that side to be a premiership winning side. And that's the expectation at Parramatta, not to miss the eight. So if they miss the eight again, he, he's going to be under huge pressure. All right. In other rugby league news, uh, Lat- Latrell Mitchell spoke on Nine News last night, admitting he struggled last season. Yeah, I just think for mentally, it was definitely draining, and just yeah, just getting to a point where rugby league wasn't enjoyable, and I just try and not fake being me, you know, from day to day, and I just felt like I was doing that at times.
Did you ever think maybe I need a break? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a conversation I had to have with my family and see where I was at in life and if I could potentially, you know, I guess keep doing this or is it fun anymore and uh, can I keep putting up with, you know, people, media. <laughs> um, but it is what it is. I just couldn't, you know, go to this game knowing that, you know, that I didn't go out on my own terms. Yeah, I think it's time to grit the teeth and just have a crack now. And Nah, look, honestly, I just want to just do my part at fullback and show everyone that I'm the best fullback in the game and, and then go from there. It's the second part of that quote that I like. It's time to grit my teeth and do mm. my job. I'll tell you what's hard, a nine-to-five job. Yeah. Tell you what's not hard, and you, a lot of people don't appreciate it till they retire, being an athlete. It's the best job in the world, bar none. We wake up every day with one sole intention in our life winning yeah it's so easy life is so simplified as an athlete when you live breathe eat sleep chasing success on a sporting field or in my case in a swimming pool there's nothing easier i went to bed at night all i want to do is win mm. wake up in the morning all i want to do is win does it matter what's happening in the rest of the world? No, not to me because I'm just an athlete and my job's very simple. I just want to see, I'm the biggest Latrell Mitchell fan, particularly on the field. I just want to see him dominate at Origin again. just want to see him dominate for Souths. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Souths fans get sick of hearing stuff like that. Like, you know. I, oh, I I'm going to grip my teeth. That's what should have been happening. That's the frustration for, for South Sydney fans. But that's why the I think the positive influence of Jack Wyden in and around at training. Yeah, Jack Wyden will be, be good for him. It's going to be huge I for him. I think last year Latrell Mitchell said he wanted to win the Dally Amp. Mm. And he had periods of form where it looked like he would. Yeah. But then he also had periods of form where he went missing a bit, had brain fades, and was then drinking at concerts midweek before the biggest game of the season. So for all us Latrell Mitchell fans out there, we know what he's capable of. You just want to see it a little bit more consistently. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, this is probably a little insulting, but it's a little bit Nick Kyrgios area is at time, right? Saying, I just want to enjoy myself. Sport is about enjoyment. Yes, I agree. But when you become a professional athlete, it becomes a little bit more about just enjoyment because it's not enjoyable when you retire and you have to work. Mm. Here's a text here about uh, morning, fellas. Here's a statement. Not surprised by the Cariana statement on the Tigers. Typical dribble for a journo who's always negative about the Tigers. Well, they've only won two wooden spoons, so you tell me something that's been positive over the last decade of the West Tigers, and I'll come back to you. Ouch. Uh, Knights and Adam O'Brien. So he's going to extend yep. for three years. Uh, could become their most capped coach. Will be if he sees the deal out. He will be the most capped coach in Newcastle history. He's earned himself that off the back of the last season. And the fact right? that they've played three finals in four years as well. But let's not forget, there's been some hiccups along the way. And he's admitted his faults. But the start of last season, it was Caelan Ponga to 5'8", yep. Lockie Miller, fullback. Mm. It nearly ended Caelan Ponga's career defending in the front line. Oh, yeah, that's a stretch. But you can't blame where he was because, it was, you know, it happens in footy, right? You can't preempt that contact. See right? that? That's a long bow that yeah, I'm drawing. Yeah, that is. That is. But you, you can be <laughs> critical it, of the decision is. to move yeah. into six, no doubt about that. And that's my issue with like struggling clubs at times that, that make this move because when they don't work, they they flip-flop back and then you, you waste that period. But we talk about um, Latrell, the penalty, penny drop-in for Latrell Mitchell. 
Well, the penny finally dropped for Kalen Ponga at the back end of last year. And that's been the frustration around Kalen Ponga. Like it's been the frustration around Latrell is their look of carefree a little bit and, and you question their commitment and whether they're in the games at times, both of them. But Kalen Ponga, after coming back from Canada, he just goes, no, this is what I need to focus 100% on. And we saw the damage that he did. Went on that run, won the Daily M, led Newcastle to um, the finals and to one game short of the prelim. So that was an outstanding back end of the year for Kalen Ponga. And I think the guys around him, the Safidi boys, Bradman Best, um, Tyson Frizzell, Leo Thompson, you know, I, I, Jaden Braley back this year with Phoenix Crossland having such a strong back end of the year. Um, you know, they'll miss Dom Young and his ability just to create something out, out of nothing or half opportunity, half opportunities into a try. They'll miss that. But I, I think off the back of Kalen Ponga's year last year, I think they can do some damage again. Quick question without notice. 20 minutes left in the game and you have to win this game. It's for your life. Mm. Or for your life. Ooh. Done. Which player do you want playing fullback for your team? Latrell Mitchell or Kalen Ponga? Off the back of last year, Kalen Ponga. What about as a as a career? I'd still think Kalen Ponga. Okay. I, I still think Kalen Ponga can do things that no one, Tom Travojevic at his best. No one? No one in the game can do at times. All right. I reckon Latrell Mitchell can do them. So I'm, I'm choosing Latrell. Uh, before the break, let's get to a call. one three hundred oh one eleven seven. You can call us at any time during the show to have a chat to MC and I. Frank from Blakehurst. Morning, Frank. How are you, mate? Never better, Frank. What do you got for us this morning? Okay, so listen, I've had, what, over 12 months of listening to that disgraceful killer song. <laughs> Isn't it time, is, is it time for you guys to, you know, change it up a bit? Like, I would suggest uh, Blue Sky Mining by Midnight Oil. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything by The Angels. Um, just, mate, you got to change it up. That killer song is, like, it, it's just... Dumb. Bit of Usher, Frank? Bit of, no, no oh. Usher. No Usher. But <laughs> us, and listen, the, the other thing, while I've got you guys, I've been trying to get this on for days. Why do you not acknowledge that Adam Reynolds had the worst game of any halfback ever in the grand final? He was terrible, and no one seems to acknowledge that. He was horrific you in the back talk- end of the game when they had total control, and that's why they pay him a million well, dollars. A, that's to a statement the game. for you to respond to, MC. Is that it? You think it was a, a, a poor back half or the whole game? Definitely the poor back end of the game. One of the worst you've seen? Well, I think he wasn't alone, though. I don't want to uh, pin the focus solely on him for that back end of the game, but they were really bad. And he had a lot, lots of teammates there, Reese Walsh, and defensively, Capewell missed a bad tackle. They all were pretty bad in that back half of the game. All right. Thanks so for your call, Frank. We don't have jurisdiction over the song of uh, We the don't show. have jurisdiction, but this is the thing. So, Vossi and Brandy are discussing a new theme song in 2024. There okay. will be a change. There you go, Frank. There will be a change. It's above our pay grade. Uh, no, I can't give away. I can't give away any spoilers, but stay listening when Vossi and Brandy return on Monday. Apparently, a new song in the works. There you go, MC. Uh, good morning, boys. Uh, a rumor on the Dragon Supporters Facebook site: the Dragons going after Jackson Hastings. Not true. Not true. Not true. Categorically. Not true. Okay. Morning, boys. Uh, what a rubbish comment from Latrell Mitchell. Not many people have enjoyable jobs, but we get on with it. Latrell has done this his whole career and fades in and out of games, even early in his career when he was enjoying it, says, cheers, filthy. 
Uh, Anthony from Greystain says Latrell needs Wayne. Maybe. Hard, hard to argue with that. He played his best football under Wayne. Maca the Dragon says, I think Latrell Mitchell experience uh, as a professional athlete might be a bit different to a lot of others. He cops racism and hate on socials and the media. And at times he gets booed during games. I guess, you know, I could take the enjoyment out of it. No doubt. Uh, no doubt he's copped a re- you know, some ridiculous amounts of stuff and stupid abhorrent stuff online and at games, right? He no also has that. the support and adoration of millions yes. to balance that out. Millions, well, maybe a stretch, have, hundreds of to, thousands. You shouldn't have to balance it out, right? South's one of the biggest supporter bases yeah, yeah. in the comp, it, it, and they are right behind yeah, it. It doesn't justify what people have said. No, 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 no. it my, doesn't my, justify my, it. My question is solely on him saying, I'm going to grit my teeth. Mate, you should have been doing that for the last couple of years. Tadman64 says, Missile Latrell is a flat track bully. He only goes well when it's either 24 nil or Souths can't win. He needs it to be easy. I don't agree with that, but I think there is a frustration because we see the talent levels of Latrell. As you said, Missile, he can do things that most people in the game can't do, and you just want to see it for an extended period. Hey, guys, I think people underestimate the impact of Latrell's calf injury. It was nine weeks from start to finish, and with the rush to get him back for origin, I don't think it was managed properly. In my opinion, Latrell is someone who loses conditioning easily. He was close to the best player in the comp before that. Hope he has a cracker 2024. Yeah, fair point. That calf injury did uh, curtail his season. Uh, We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. A reminder, Bryden's Lawyers, your verdict is back. All you have to do is pick one NRL winner each week for the chance to win $2,500. Head to sensurvivor.com.au. That's all thanks to Bryden's Lawyers. All right, stay with us. Jared Waitley will join us live from Vegas on today's show. And Brad Fittler isn't far away. Next up, though, Hemi Goodman from Sportbet. Sportsbet. And he's found some value in today's women's T20 match. Stay with us. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. Hemi Goodman, welcome back to Summer Breakfast. Thank you for having me, boys. Uh, good to be back with you. Uh, you know, for the last week, I'm getting a bit emotional. <laughs> yeah, I know. The summer boys are gone, but five more sleeps till Vossi and Brandy. Hey, quickly, before we talk T20, New Zealand and South yep. Africa, Dallas versus Nets, I got given some some hot mail, but I don't fully know where to bet on this, so you might be able to steer me in the right direction. Yep. I got told, if you're looking for free money on the Super Bowl, Jewel was the last performer to go under 90 seconds Back in 1998, not 100% sure. That means under 90 seconds performance, I guess. I don't yeah. know if there's a market on that. And seven out of ten of the last anthems have been over two minutes. Alicia Keys was the longest at 2.36 in 2013. So I guess that's the, the length of the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Is that right? Yeah, we've got a market on that. So you're saying it will go, it'll go under, is that what you're saying, or, or it'll go over? It'll go over 90 seconds. Over 90 seconds, uh, over 89.5 seconds will get you a dollar 80. The length of the national anthem under will get you a dollar 90. So uh, it's bang on the 90 second mark there. But um, if you're with me, Sol, uh, and you're going to go the over, dollar 80. All right, there you go. Heard it from me first. All right, women's T20, uh, Hemi. Yes, uh, Australia versus South Africa today. Missile, now you know me, Missile. I live to give. I like to try to bring a bit of value where I can. Um, and I think I might have found some. In this game, you won't fight it head-to-head. Australia, very short, $1.12. South Africa, $6.50. But I'm looking at the informed batter, Beth Mooney, in this one. Three scores of 50-plus in her last four games across the formats. 
including two player of the match awards. So Beth Mooney top Aussie run scorer today will get you $5.40. Beth Mooney top match run scorer will get you $9.25. So I'm looking all around Beth Mooney who seems to have the hot hand uh, at the moment in the women's cricket. All right. I like it. Uh, New Zealand are taking on South Africa over there in New Zealand. A bit of a B-side, C-side even for South Africa. What's the market say? Well, I mean, this is, you know, this has pretty much turned out however unexpected. Mm. Uh, missile, uh, mismatch.com, New Zealand lead by 500 runs. But we've got to mark it up for the top Kiwi wicket taker in their second bowling innings. Um, so Matt Henry and Mitch Santner, they share the spoils with three each in the first innings. Matt Henry will get you 380, Mitch Santner 425. But the Ruffy here might be Ratch and Ravindra with his finger spinners. Now he bowled and in the first innings, got two wickets. He also made a double century. And sometimes when you're hot, you're hot. So uh, I just wonder whether it's seven bucks, maybe Ratch and Ravindra might sew up a Man of the Match award for himself. Uh, with a couple of wickets as well. Good value at sevens. Uh, Hemi, I don't know if you're listening, but MC's predicted, and, and this is this is very subjective because he's a Dragons fan, but MC's predicted yep. the Tigers to get the wooden spoon again this year. What are, you, yep. what are your thoughts on that? Do you have any rebuttal as a passionate West Tigers fan? Just won't be happening. Won't be happening. I've been on the record and said a few times now, I genuinely believe we've got the squad Um to challenge the top 16 this year. And I think we will. <laughs> uh, I think the Tigers will go will go that well. But if we're having a look at that market, the Dragons are the outright favourites now. $3.25 for the spoon. The Tigers, $3.50. I just, honestly, I know we've had a couple of terrible years with the Tigers. I just can't see it happening this year. The, the, on paper, that team is too good to finish last again. Uh, and on the text line, Western Sydney Eagle asks, can you ask Kemi, what are the odds of MC actually contributing around the house as a man? <laughs> Well, now this market went up very briefly earlier this morning off the back of your chat. It went up at 500 to 1. It's currently suspended. The trader's just looking to offset a bit of liability around the book. So it might be back up tomorrow. Uh, we'll see how we go. But uh, you can basically write your own ticket for, for MC to contribute around the house. Bang. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Vanessa. Our breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just waking up here in Sydney, here's what's making news in the world of sport. It was a disaster for the West Indies yesterday, all out for just 86 runs. That was the final one-day international against Australia, the shortest completed one-day international in history on Australian soil. The Aussies took just 6.5 overs to chase down the target. Morris again, this one in the air. Oh, what a catch! Marnus Labashay like Superman! Jabbit bowls here. Oh, that's close. That's very close. It's out. LEW. The captain's on his way for four. Bishop waits again. Morris bowls. Side bowled! Too quick. Sheer speed from Lance Morris. Zampa in on the leg stump. Slog sweep. This will be out. Down to fine leg. Gone. He's Bartlett again. Deep in his crease. <laughs> Joseph down the ground. Gone. Let us know your thoughts on the game and how disappointed you were at the quality of the match. Most of us didn't get a chance to see it because we're at work. Uh, in the Sheffield Shield yesterday, New South Wales had a four-wicket win over Western Australia with player of the match Chris Green hitting two sixes to finish the run chase in style. The Knights and Adam O'Brien are set to agree to a long-term deal, which will make him the longest-serving coach in the club's history. 
He'll remain at the helm for at least the next three seasons. What cash would you get for head coach Newcastle Knights? Up towards a million be tr- bucks? Pro- n- nah, if you want oh. a comp, there'd be triggers. Okay. I think there'd be a you know a top four trigger, maybe a minor premiership trigger, premiership well, trigger. top four trigger. You don't need to worry about that in the Knights. Well, you, uh, said minor, you said premiership. <laughs> Not for the Knights. Sydney midfielder Callum Mills has been appointed the club's standalone captain. Despite, remember this? Missing a chunk of the upcoming season due to an injury sustained wrestling on Mad Monday. I don't know a lot of Swans players, but I think Callum's my favourite. Yeah, he's good, good bloke, Callum. Here's Callum Mills speaking yesterday. Yeah, I'm super privileged and honoured to to be able to be the sole captain of the footy club. I'm human and obviously made a mistake, but um, I think I'm not going to let it define me. It's been a uh, a big couple of months, but I'm I'm really looking forward to the future. All right, we're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. Stay with us just in a moment. Brad Fittler, fingers crossed. Let's hope he can get reception from that motorbike. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with Michael Karianis and James Magnuson. Now we've been talking about this for the last two days, but he's here today. Very special guest. Here's his intro. Lockyer, charge down, no knock on. Yes, of course. He needs no introduction. Brad Fittler, welcome to Summer Breakfast. Good morning, gents. Hearing the voice of Rugby League, Ray Warren, calling your name like that, does it still make the hair stand up on your arms? Yeah, it's a beauty. I love it. I nearly nearly memorised those words, actually, because I actually had to sit there and we're doing something about Rabs and listen to that. Um... And I just love how he nails it. He just doesn't add extra words. And that was the beauty of Ray. Just somehow just used the least amount of words to nail the moment. Yeah, we miss him. Hey, where are you joining us from this morning? Gimpy. Gimpy. All right. What's doing in Gimpy at, it must be 6.42 a.m. What takes you to Gimpy? Uh, this is uh, every year we're doing, um, what have we got, about 15 days this year. So uh, because of my new role at the NRL, I've always gone out and just gone out of the country towns, do some clinics, you know, just have a listen to the people, what's going on with rugby league in the area. And so we've come up through uh, Gundawindi, which is just on the border of New South Wales, Queensland, uh, through Warwick, where... Wayne Bennett, he's got his farm up around there, and uh, Shane Webke's also, he's got a pub up around that area as well. Comes through there, and now we find ourselves at Gympie. Uh, the NRL have a Roads to Regions thing going on at the moment where every development officer in the country is here. So I got to meet, oh, there was, there was a, a lot of them. I couldn't tell you actually how many there is. I should know, but um, there's every person that represents our game in the schools and then the community is in this one place at the one time. So, um, you know, it's a really big couple of days for the game. And then from there, we start heading south. So, and then uh, next week, do it all again down towards the Snowy Mountains and back up and finish up at Nara, Bombardieri Way. Freddie, obviously you've been doing this for a number of years now. How have you seen, or what changes have you seen in, in those community, not just rugby league 
specific, but um, in, in the community as a whole over those couple of years? You see, obviously, the weather has so much to do with the area, mm. you know, prosperity, whether you're farming. Uh, you know, for a while there, we had like, you know, 10 years of drought in New South Wales and just watching this place get drier and drier, you know, to the point where I remember the last year before the rain hit, there wasn't a drop of water in, in a dam from the top of, you know, up towards Tenerfield all the way down uh, to the Snowy Mountains. There was just no water. It was incredible. And then, uh, you just saw how then it changed so much uh, from when the rain came a couple of years, you know, three or four years ago where the rain set in and everything turned green within, you know, felt like a couple of weeks. It's a amazing place, but in amongst all that, it's just always the people. Uh, some places are doing better than others, um, but at the end of the day, sport has a lot to do with it. It brings people together, and we always see the best of people sit down, taking their kids to sport, and you know, just enjoying um, possibilities. So um, we always see the good side of life, I think. Freddie, all I can think every time I see, you know, another cyclone in Queensland or flooding in Queensland, I just sit there thinking, great, here we go again. Billy Slater, State of Origin time, he's just going to be talking about Queenslanders <laughs> deal with cyclones. <laughs> Do you ever think that when you're watching their weather uh, up there in Queensland? I don't think he, you mustn't get Sydney news, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was the only one getting them. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure he's... Uh, Queenslanders are like that, though. They have these blinkers that, you know, once they get to the border, they can't see anything else. So, <laughs> that's been... Uh, you know, but that's what they love. That's why they're good. That's what they believe in themselves so much, Queenslanders. It's quite amazing. Just on uh, the state of origin, Cameron Smith has, has left the maroon set up. Do you think that will affect their, their coaching setup at all or is it just the juggernaut rolls on? Uh, well, the bloke they got replaced him I know Matt Ballon lives in the Northern Beaches I live over there really good fella um, knows his stuff uh, he actually played an Origin game because Cameron Smith was injured so <laughs> this is something something similar I saw him joking about that on TV but uh, I think they've got a pretty good team at the moment Simple as that. They've got a really good coach. They've got a good team. Um, and they found, you know, they just they found a really good reason there. They had a few, you know, a few few years there where we sort of dominated New South Wales. And like they do, they just came back and, um, you know, got their shit together and away they went again. So I think, you know, the key's always going to be getting your best players on the field around that time of year. And, you know, you sort of got to wait till May, May June to realise that. So... But both teams are in a really good, healthy state at the moment. On New South Wales, obviously, Michael Maguire takes control. You guys actually share a birthday. We learnt that on Monday. Happy birthday for Monday, mate. Did, you. Have you spoken to Madge? Will you, will, you, will you speak to him at all? No, I don't think so. Um, I've sent a text early when he got the job. He obviously did a great job with New Zealand. That was one of the better representative performances of all time, really. You know, if you put it in perspective. Um, so, you know, he'll do a good job. He's a serious bloke. So they'll understand around that time uh, what's needed to win. He's, he's done it with good teams with South Sydney. They're very, you know, they're very competitive to the point where they won a grand final and then obviously with New Zealand. So, uh, no, he's a good coach. He knows, he knows what he's doing. Freddie, yesterday on the show we were chatting about this new uh, rule from the NRL that for younger players... There won't be any competition up until the age of 13. We then had this uh, 
child expert on the show who said he thinks they should go a step further. There shouldn't be any competition in kids' sport up until the age of 14. He even said there shouldn't be grades at school or marks for tests, which I thought was wild. Do you have any thoughts on competition for, for junior sport? Well, I think I just trust in the experts in what they're doing. Um, you know, I was someone who enjoyed competitiveness, uh, seemed to bring out the best in me. Uh, not all kids are like that. So, you know, I think what maybe the science uh, and the experts are saying is that, and not that you don't have to be competitive from the point of view of wanting to win and, uh, you know, wanting to be your best, but uh, the, maybe the result isn't, um, you know, the end result. The result's not the important part. It's just, you know, get, you can still end up being a great player without, you know, that, um, you know, the gold medal around your neck. So, you know, I'm just back in science and back in whatever uh, the studies they're doing. And there's just a, there's a lot of kids out there and they're all different. So sometimes you've got to cater for not just the absolute elite. Just on footy, we're not far away from footy, mate. Crystal Ball time. Who who plays in the in the grand final? And um... could be your two ex teams, I reckon, Freddie. Mm. I, yeah. I like I like the look of them at the moment. It'd be interesting, Brisbane. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the game's always uh, proven that you know, it's pretty hard to win straight away. So for them to get to there and uh, not get the result, considering how close they went to winning. You wonder what sort of reaction you're going to get out of them. But they're, I think they're the most talented team, Brisbane. I think the Roosters are sort of the most hardened and experienced. If, but uh, there's a fair bit of age there as well. be interesting what happens there. And then Penrith just, I don't know, they just keep winning. They, they're just winners. So, uh, looking forward to it. I mean, Canterbury's another interesting one. They've got a few more players. I think Gusper in there obviously always creates interest. And uh, if Parramatta... South Sydney and Manly, they never made the semi. So when you look at their teams, you think, well, they need to make the semis. You wonder who's going to drop out. That's why the game's so good at the moment. It's very competitive. Can't wait for the rugby league to start again. Uh, just on the Hogs tour, where's left for the rest of the trip? What's on today and the rest of the week? Uh, catch up with all the development officers and then we head down to Caboolture and then down to we've got some beach touch footy. This is right up your this is right up your angle, Avenue, James. Yes. I do and, my best work around the water. <laughs> that's right, mate. That's right. Uh, Kingscliff, and then from there, we're uh, heading out to Casino tomorrow. So it's a really good day with the, the Premier, actually, hanging out with him tomorrow. Beautiful. Back into God's country, into New South Wales. Hey, thanks for joining us, Freddie. Uh, enjoy the rest of the trip. Uh, you're doing great work, and, and thanks for coming on. No drama, fellas. There he is, Brad Fittler, New South Wales, great former New South Wales coach. And doing the Hogs Tour, great work he does, mm. MC. This is part of why he was so beloved as that New South Wales origin coach. It wasn't just what he was doing as a coach, but the work he does um, outside of the game. Yeah, yeah. He bought in more than to what we saw for three games a season. He, he got um, the New South Wales oh, state behind the, the Blues and they sort of lost touch there for a, a little bit with the people of, of regional New South Wales. Pedro the Rooster echoes most sentiment when he says, quality player, quality human, uh, love Freddie.
We're here for Bryden's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Now, what have we chosen for Vosioki today? You'll find out in just a moment.